0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast. And as this season wraps up and is coming to a close, I know some people have Week 18's uh, playoffs chasing, which we will be live this Sunday to uh, help you out, any of you guys that are in Week 18. Um, As for Week 17, uh, it did end with an unfortunate event on uh, Monday Night Football. Um, Our prayers go out to uh, Hamlin and his family. Uh, We hope for the best. We hope for a good recovery. And uh, I know that a lot of people are uh, trying to figure out what to do with the league as the game is is postponed slash canceled. Uh, We're not even 100% sure what's going on. Um, I, I, I do want to address a few things that we did with our league. Um, for uh, for the payouts and everything in our in our Dynasty League. Um, in my family league, I put it up to a vote. That's just my redraft league. We put it up to the vote for the top four uh, real fast because no one was really close, but everyone had some type of players. Instantly, everybody came out. The first and second said split it. Third goes, I had no shot in the world. And I knew Josh Allen would get two more points, so give the man his third place money. He knew he had no shot in the world. Um, and as for our Dynasty League... Um, I think it was Tuesday we reached out to all four teams involved. And um, instantly just started talking about it, how we wanted to handle it. And um, in the championship game, it was um, uh, myself and and, uh, Jason. And um, we were four to six points separated before the start of the game. And I had Burrow and Mixon. He had Allen and Chase. And we decided we're just going to split the pot. And uh, we'll do something fun to figure out the trophy if it comes down to – to the game officially being canceled. As for third place, you handled that one a little more than me, Bo. How uh, how did third place get handled? I, I know I was a little out of the loop because I was, I was kind of a man in question and didn't want to be biased.
1: Yeah, so um, Brant and I do co-commission the league that, that is in question here, but um, I, I was the one who kind of went out and instigated and, and uh, did the talking and chasing around it to get people to see what they wanted to do. And um, obviously, again, Uh, Just to reiterate, again, our thoughts and and prayers are are with Hamlin and and his family and and all the players that were involved, um, whether it be the Bengals players or the Bills players. um, First and foremost, that comes way before regular football and way before fantasy football for for that purposes as well. But, um, again, for us, um, you know, heavier set guys that are unathletic at this point in our lives who are couch living um, through um, what's going on on those TV screens on Sundays, Mondays, and and Thursdays, and occasionally Saturdays, You know, sometimes it does feel like life, right? So, um, that third and place game uh, was very similar to what you said in your family league. Um, One player was down like two points, had a whole game left to step on digs, basically. So the guy, the other guy, said, "Hey, he was going to beat me." Uh, it is what it is. Go ahead and pay him, and and it, it was real simple. But again, Brand, um, you, know, you can't make everybody happy. You're always going to have one person or two people in your league to complain and, and question every decision that's made. Um, but as long as you're batting ninety to eighty percent with with the. Um, you know the rest of your league and those people wanting to come back and play in leagues that you're running you're probably doing you know just a fair enough job so um i know it, you know people like scott fish who run the who runs the scott Fish Bowl, um which is one of the biggest fantasy football leagues out there um he was all over twitter kind of saying the same thing as a commissioner you got to be proactive and get ahead of the thing um you know at it, 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 this late in the season it'd be really hard uh, i think for the league to fit this makeup game in in general anyway so i definitely will be interested to see how the game gets made up but um in our league that you know that you and i co-commissioned um, we d- we took the proactive route Um, and kind of, you know, sought out everybody and wanted to make sure where everybody's head was. And and like you said, first and place. First, the two teams going for first and second, you know, you and Jason both agreed to go ahead and split, and and I'm going to come up with something fun um, that's of equal um, opportunity for both of you guys to try to hoist the trophy. So um, to be determined on what that is. But, uh, yeah, again, fantasy football second in this instance. You know, um, Hamlin and his family and, and everybody else come come first uh, at that point but I know a lot of us still were left to pick up the pieces and figure out what we were doing with our leagues and um, things of that nature so uh, uh, that's, that's just one example of what we did so
0: yeah, it, it it definitely it definitely was a, a hard decision to come to uh for fantasy. Uh luckily everyone was kind of involved and everyone that was involved definitely stepped put their best foot forward there knowing that, you know, it is just fantasy that something bigger is going on. Uh something bigger had happened. Um so we're we're getting back into into our podcast. I know it's been out of the last couple of weeks with uh, you know, the holidays and everything else. We've made sure to get on our live. Uh we've been battling some uh um time crunch issues with us and our families and everybody else coming around for the holidays but we're back at it we're going to be pumping out at least one episode a week for you guys to get you ready for your dynasty leagues so we're getting right yeah, back the, the and you
1: just you hit the key word on it right there too brand we are a dynasty uh, podcasting group uh monday through friday and then our live on saturday sunday is kind of a, a mixing pot a melting pot of all of it, if you will but focusing mainly on, on uh, Dynasty for the better part of the offseason. Closer to season, we'll probably do some redraft uh, rankings and some redraft draft mock drafts as well, but most of the offseason uh, is going to be spent on I'm talking about a lot of these incoming rookies and, and things of that nature, so
0: Absolutely. So, so let's, hit, let's hit a little 2022-2023 recap here. We're going to go over the top 15 at each position real fast. And we're going to talk about a guy that, that surprised us to be in the, in the top 15. We're going to talk about a guy that's sitting on the outside looking in. And uh, we expect that, w- that should get back into the top 15 or to see the top 15 for the first time. So I'm just going to jump it right into this and we're going to talk about the quarterbacks. Your obvious top three, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Then you had Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers creeped himself back into there, and Tua um, all were your top 15 quarterbacks in PPR leagues. Um, so, yeah, uh, so uh, you go ahead. What what do you got, Bo? Who, who surprised you and who do you yeah. think will make it back in there?
1: Yeah, so the biggest the biggest surprise for me is actually uh, Justin Fields, and a lot of the reason why it surprised me um, is because I don't I don't think a lot of people were expecting him to do that uh, be a top five quarterback in uh, PPR leagues um, going into the season. He was probably not drafted there. I don't remember where we had him in preseason rankings, but it was not a five. Um, I can assure you of that. And the reason it's so crazy uh, to, to me is because you know. Um, this year he threw 17 touchdowns and 11 interceptions and only threw for 2,200 yards, so it wasn't it wasn't his uh, his air ability uh, that. Made him into a top 15 quarterback it was absolutely his running ability where he finished or at this point through seven week 17 he's not playing week 18 so it <coughs> excuse me his numbers are going to be final here but 11 uh 1143 uh total yards on the ground uh to go along with eight touchdowns so um justin fields uh, may may start to creep into that lamar jackson-esque level of uh of uh, quarterback moving forward. Definitely a guy that, uh, I think next year you're going to see him, um, be, be drafted, you know, more appropriately probably now knowing what he can do. Um, but if I'm looking at this list and I pick a guy out that I don't think repeats, um, in this list, it's, it's Tom Brady, um, who's sitting at 11 for me. And I know, you know, it's again, it's, it's almost, uh, um um, Irresponsible for a fantasy Podcaster if you will to uh, Speak out against Tom Brady But um, you know Those of us who watch Tom Brady play And, and uh, Witnessed any Buccaneers games this year He just doesn't look the same the, the arm's not what it once was I know this week he dialed it back a little bit With the three touchdowns to Mike Evans um, But I, I, I was just honestly I was shocked to see his name that high um, But I don't think he comes back and does that again next year
0: Okay uh, the guy that surprised me is, is a guy I put a little emphasis on his name when we ran Through him and that's Geno Smith I will be the uh, first Person to tell you um, I did Not expect the Seahawks to have this Decent of a year especially I didn't expect Geno Smith to be um, number Six in the QB fantasy rankings um, I know darn well he was not Drafted in most uh, single QBs leagues. And he was probably one of the last ones off the board and most super flex leagues. So he, he really well shocked me on being up there. I don't, I don't know if I expect him to be back into the top 10 next year. Um, I expect that, uh, Seattle may go out and find somebody to, um, um, compete with him for that backfield, but it wouldn't be a surprise for, for me to actually see him be up there in the top 15 next year. Um, So I'm going to go a little different. I know you you brought up some of you don't expect to uh, be in there. Um, a guy that I expect to crawl back into the top 15, uh, and that's Russell Wilson. I expect Russell Wilson to find his way back on track. Uh, He finished 17th this year through week 17. He only played 14 games. I expect Russell to get himself back on track with that Denver offense. I expect a new head coach. I expect Russell to get back into it. Uh, My original pick was Kyler Murray, but right across my phone right before we started this, just got an update that he is probably not going to start the 2023 season at quarterback for the – Arizona Cardinals. There you have it. So uh, let's, let's jump into the running backs. Running backs are always a fun one to cover. Um, the, Josh Jacobs finished as number one. Once again, this is PPR. Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Dalvin Cook, Jamal Williams, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, and Ezekiel Elliott all were your top 15 running backs
1: yeah so the one that surprises me the most to be here um is honestly miles sanders um this guy's been almost a career disappointment his entire time in the league. Um, everybody had huge expectations of him coming out. He, you know, he emerged, um, from the shadows of, of Saquon Barkley and his massive thighs in, in Penn state and, uh, had a really great year, his senior year there in Penn state, got drafted. Um, and I know there was a lot of high expectations for him in the pros. And I think this is really the first year where we've seen him really start to look good. Um, So, Miles Sanders is my guy that really shocked me. Um, As far as a guy that I expect to be there for sure next year, honestly, I'm going with with A.J. Dillon. Um, A.J. Dillon finished as as a running back 24 and a lot of that – um, had to do with how slow he started the season. I think since week 12 um, is about where I'm thinking is he is when he really emerged um, and was like a top 10 running back almost every week um, because he was fine in the end zone. Um, so I think AJ Dillon's a guy that I expect to be uh, in the top 15 next, uh, next year. Um, you know, I think Aaron Jones is going to take a, a little bit of a backseat and, um, uh, to AJ Dillon, I really expect AJ Dillon to be the focal point of that Green Bay backfield next year.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, the one that shocked me the most, Jamal Williams, who expected him to be handling all the goal line work and, and punching in all the touchdowns and, and and stealing every all the work. I know Swift was banged up, but who expected Jamal Williams to have that big of a role going into uh, into this year uh, with the huge hype on DeAndre Swift? So Jamal Williams really scares me. I don't expect. Um, a top 15 performance out of him next year. He is a free agent, um, so that will be something to look out for. Um, I do expect him to come back to Detroit. He had a very good role there. He's a great leader there in that locker room. But I, I don't know how I feel about him finishing top 15 next year. And now and now a guy that I, I feel like that could easily creep into the top 15, um, I'm taking the easy way out on this one. And that's Kenneth Walker the third there in Seattle. They finally, last week, they went back to the run first offense. They fed him the ball. I think he had – Ten plus touches in the first half, if not more. Um, they really, they really laid, leaned on him. So I expect Kenneth Walker to be the focal point. Plus, with um, uh, Homer and Penny both out the door, um, they are both guys you know that that took away some work. So I expect Kenneth Walker to get right back or get back into the top fifteen next year. Um, wouldn't surprise me to see him as a top ten running back. Uh, now, now let's jump into uh, to wide receivers. Uh, your obvious ones are all up top: Justin Jefferson, Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Amari Cooper, Amaraz St. Brown, Devonta Smith, Mike Evans, due to his huge game this past week. T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Kirk, and Tyler Lockett are your top fifteen. Uh, what what do you see there?
1: Um. So the first the first one that I want to say is surprising is is Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf both being in there, um, but um, I, I think a big part of that was because I don't think anybody again, like you had alluded to, expected Geno Smith to do what Geno Smith did this year. Um, I do want to go ahead and pat myself on the back. Uh, if we go all the way back to one of our first episodes we put out for the Fantasy Holics, where we did our hot takes for the uh, upcoming season, and, and yours truly's hottest. Take was that uh, Cooper Cup wouldn't finish as a wide receiver. One, uh, you know, I'm going to take it even if it, if it came <laughs> through the way of injury. Uh, but Cooper Cup is 100% the guy I expect to crawl back in there next year. Um, you know, obviously, he was on uh, pace to be top two uh, this year uh, prior to his. Um, injury, and I think he'll, he'll be back just fine next season, so um, Tyler Lockett, again, D.K. Metcalf are the two that surprised me uh, for being there, and I think Cooper Cup gets back next season.
0: Okay. Uh, my biggest my biggest one was, uh, it's the it's same as you. Mine's, mine's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell to both finish in the top ten. I, I expected those two to finish top 24. Um, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, I did not expect them to both be top ten uh, this year, but Tua got it done, got them both in the top 10. Um, and uh, as for a guy that uh, I expect to be in there next year, that is going to be. Um, I expect DJ Moore to get in there next year. I know, uh, you know, down there in Carolina, he's had his ups and downs. We've seen him be outstanding as, as a wide receiver. I expect Carolina to uh, address that situation in the draft of quarterback. And or, and or in free agency, and I expect uh, DJ Moore to have a uh, big share of the targets there.
1: Absolutely, it's also worth noting that uh, Philly had uh, two top ten <laughs> wide receivers as well, in, in AJ Brown and, and Devonta Smith. Yep. So,
0: yep. so um, I'm just going to run through the top ten tight ends um, instead of 15 here. Um, let me make sure. Yep. PPR. I got Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson. Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Evan Ingram, Pat Pat Fryermuth, Tyler Higby, Taysom Hill, Dalton Schultz, and Jawan Johnson as your number 10 tight end this year.
1: Yeah, if I'm going with somebody who surprised the crap out of me this year, it's Evan Ingram. This has been a guy that everybody's been waiting for this to happen all year or all of his career for, and it finally happened this year. Um, And if I go with somebody who I think is going to fall out of it next year, it's going to be Evan Ingram because he's on a one-year deal. If he doesn't re-sign with Jacksonville, uh, I'm not sure we see this happen again. But as far as a guy that I expect to get into um, the top ten this year – next year there's a couple of names that are really intriguing whether it be Najoku or Goddard um guys who finished just outside but I'm gonna go with Cole Komet um this is a guy that I, I know Brent you and I had uh, a lot of high hopes for coming into this year he definitely had his moments of, of greatness and he had his moments of, of uh terribleness um like starting the first two weeks with goose eggs um but I think Cole Kometa is the type of guy and the chemistry he's established with Justin Fields. is He's going to be a, a, a top ten tight end for many years to come after this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the, the one that surprised me is Taysom Hill. Um, I expect a new coaching regime. I did not expect them to use him as much. But guess what they did? They moved him in the Wildcat. They let him throw the ball. They let him run the ball. They let him catch the ball. He screwed a lot of fantasy owners that owned Kamara over this year. So Taysom Hill is my big uh, my big surprise. As for a guy that I think is going to get back into the top ten, and I do say back in, is a guy that missed some time, and that's Zach Ertz. Um, I know he, he missed; uh, he'll miss seven games total by the end of this season. I expect Zach Ertz to get back on track next year and, and finish as a top ten tight end. He was having an amazing season there in Arizona, and once he gets back on the field, I know they have a young guy there, but I expect Ertz to get back on the field and, and put up some good numbers. Absolutely. So so next next for us, we're gonna jump into uh, about i think we i think we both have four guys that we are really looking forward to um next year to see what happens with them, uh whether they be uh free agents coming up or guys to back up some free agent coming up. But I think we're going to knock out a few guys here to to go get fairly cheap in your fantasy leagues this year because maybe they didn't do so well or maybe they weren't very much involved this year. Um, I'm going to kick it straight off, and I'm going to go with Khalil Herbert. He's 24 years old. He's the Chicago Bears running back. David Montgomery is a free agent this year. Um, I don't expect – Chicago to pay Montgomery probably what I in my mind I think he deserves. He's done a great job there. Um, and we saw but when we saw when Cleo Herbert was healthy, the man was averaging top 10 numbers per carry. He uh, top 10 in broken tackles. Cleo Herbert put up very serviceable numbers as a starter and I expect Cleo Herbert to really thrive in that um in that offense with Justin Fields and that read option.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I, I do think Khalil Herbert's going to have a big role next year. I don't expect David Montgomery to be back either. Uh, and Travis Edner really didn't do a whole lot with his opportunity, who will be the only other back on, on uh, under contract going into the offseason there. Um, so I think if you can get Khalil Herbert in a dynasty league um, for yeah. the right price, it's definitely an investment worth holding on to. Um, the first one I want to bring up is, is Rashad Penny. Um, uh, from your Seattle Seahawks brand. He's age 26. He's in his contract year, Um, will more than less likely be a free agent um, and go someplace else. I don't expect Seattle to bring him back when they still have DJ Dallas and and, uh, Travis Homer and and they have Walker who really emerged um, this year as well, really flourished as a rookie. So I think Rashad Penny goes someplace. I think he's going to go someplace on a one to prove a deal again, this is a guy that if the Seahawks owner in your league doesn't own him, um, like like he's owned in one of my leagues, this is a guy you can probably target and go out and get relatively cheap, um, maybe even on waivers in your league, um, and and just hold him and see where he goes. Because um, just like at the tail end of last season when he was – you know, almost a league winner last year for a lot of folks. Um, if he gets the opportunity to do that for a full season and can stay healthy, he could be a guy that, um, really, really helps get you to where you want to be in a, in a dynasty league, especially for the price you're going to pay for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He, he showed his explosion or his his explosiveness, um, at the beginning of the year and at the end of last year, um, and I don't I don't expect to bring him back. Uh Homer is a free agent and I that's who I expect Seattle to actually bring back. Uh he's better pass blocker back than Penny, so I expect him to bring Homer back not uh Penny. Um my next guy is one of my favorite guys that uh, that I've talked about uh uh last off season I expected him to have a bigger role and that's Kenneth Gainwell. At 23 years old, he's going to be the um Uh, number one guy there in the backfield for Philadelphia Eagles, and we saw their high-powered offense. It's still a run-first offense. I know Jalen Hurts is going to take away some of that, but uh, Miles Sanders is a free agent and um, I don't know if they're going to pay him to come back, so I expect Kenneth Gainwell to be that guy there in Philly next year, and I expect him to take a very big leap forward, um, RB two range, maybe maybe top flex range, um, but I expect him to be a guy that you can go out and get him fairly cheap uh, in trades for probably third round draft picks. Um, so he's a guy that I, I look forward to adding in in most of my dynasty leagues.
1: Sure. Um, the The next one I've got is uh, is another running back here. Uh, and this is Zamir White, and this one's going to be a little bit more expensive, probably to go out and acquire because he is a rookie. Um, but Josh Jacobs is also a free agent. Um, we saw what Josh Jacobs can do uh, in that offense this year. Uh, Zamir White could step into that exact role next year if Josh Jacobs doesn't uh, come back, um, and there's not a coaching change in the offseason. So um, Zamir White to me would be worth probably an early second-round pick, uh, maybe a maybe a mid-second-round pick, and a. And a wide receiver or something in that range but this is a guy that I would 100% be willing to go out and, uh, and acquire and, and be willing to hold and see what happens because again um, the current one running back one in PPR formats uh, is leaving that team this year it's going to fill a, leave a huge role to be filled and if you can get white for the right price uh, it's definitely another one that's worthwhile
0: yeah, absolutely. That was a guy that I was targeting in a lot of our drafts. I ended up having to miss out on him in, in, in every single one of our uh dynasties. But he was definitely a guy that I was targeting for that reason. Um A guy that I'm targeting this offseason and I'm going to be going after hard is Alexander Madison. He's 24 years old. He had RB1 numbers when Dalvin Cook missed time, and we know Cook missed a lot of time. Well, Madison's a free agent, and I expect there to be some teams that are willing to throw some money at him. Uh, Miami's backfield is actually both free agents at Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Uh, Atlanta is still trying to figure out their backfield, but I think you guys may have figured that out, so I don't know if you guys are going to go out and spend big money um but there's there's a real
1: baby first first atlanta running back since 2016 over the 1000 yard mark it's figured out
0: there you go uh but yeah so i I think i think uh, madison will get some money uh houston texans would be another great landing spot for him and i expect to be some teams in the market for alexander madison this offseason
1: absolutely I love Alexander Madison he is definitely the type of guy that uh, would definitely be worth going out and, and, and trying to acquire to see what happens with him um, another one that I'm interested in is not necessarily a guy that you're going to wonder where he plays next year uh, but I absolutely see what the writing on the wall for what his role is that's Calvin Ridley uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars um, he was acquired by them in a trade with the Atlanta Falcons this year um in three of, of Ridley's four years in the league, um, not counting his suspension year, he finished his wide receiver 27 or better, um, his best finish being number five in a, in a PPR league. He's only 28 years of age, so there's still plenty left in the tank. Um, and I genuinely think that in, in, him and... Uh, Trevor Lawrence's chemistry is going to be instant. Um, Calvin Ridley's route tree and and the way he runs his routes is so smooth and so polished that it'd be hard for him not to be a quarterback's best friend. Um, So, again, if this is a guy that, um, you know, your waivers haven't closed for this year in your league or maybe your your waivers don't close and he's available um, in your dynasty league, this is absolutely a guy I'm going to pick up and I'm going to hold um, until the start of
0: next season to see what I have with him. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we talk about wide receivers Ridley is a is, is guy that definitely I'd go out and target uh, I expect I expect big things from him And that Jacksonville offense um, They're going to be one of the more exciting teams I think next year I think they're going to take a uh, Philly sized jump In their offense of putting up points So they're going to be extremely fun to watch next year um, As for wide receivers My guy is 26 years old And that's Jacoby Myers He was an undrafted free agent coming out um, A few years ago He was picked up pretty much off the streets like old bill belichick always does and he has emerged as the wide receiver one there in new england well he's a free agent this year and if he happens to go to a team that's a pass first team that's not a uh, bill belichick scheme team to run as many running backs into the ground as he can Um, I expect Jacoby Myers to have a very, very good year. Um, I don't expect him to go to a team and be a number one, but this is a guy that over the last two, three years has seen the number one coverage. So anywhere he goes and he slides into that number two role, he's going to be seeing the number two coverage, and that could be huge for his fantasy upside, Um, especially if you get into a pass-first offense um, for, for him to be that number two guy. I expect big things out of Jacoby Myers next year.
1: Absolutely. Jacoby's another one. I know you've been a huge fan of his since, since he entered to the, the league, so definitely be interested to see what happens with him. Um, my last guy is uh, not necessarily somebody that I've ever been excited about in his career or ever been ever heard anybody else be excited for this guy necessarily, but uh, he may be a very, uh, very big beneficiary of um, a lot of un- unfortunate events in New Orleans. Uh, that's Eno Benjamin. And currently he's the only running back on the saints roster who's under contract. Um, and through, through next season or going into next season, that's not named Alvin Kamara. Um, and we all know Alvin Kamara, that there's a likelihood that he's going to have some kind of a suspension from, um, his fight, uh, at, at a, at a nightclub after, uh, the pro bowl, um, last season. So this is definitely something, um, to, um, keep your eye on. Um, especially with the – given the New Orleans Saints cap space, it's one of the worst uh, in the league. There's not going to be a whole lot of flexibility for them to go after a veteran. So unless they draft – um, some kind of a rookie uh, running back um, or get somebody on like a league minimum, Eno Benjamin could be the type of running back that you could pick up and use uh, for the first six, you know, six, seven, eight weeks, whatever Kamara's suspension is, and then potentially maybe even trade to a Kamara owner as uh, insurance or something like that. But this is a guy that I, I would imagine in most leagues he's out and available on the waivers right now in Dynasty, and he's definitely worth a pickup if he's available in your league.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's he's a big guy that uh that that definitely could make a huge impact in that offense uh next year if if Kamar does miss any time. I know a lot of people have forgot all about that suspension. Well, it's still lingering there. Uh, and uh you can definitely go out and take advantage of that possibly. Um so uh those are just a few guys to look at. We wanted to make sure that we, that we start out talking about some dynasty. I know over this this next uh this offseason we're going to break down some uh uh, college players. We're gonna dig in deep. Talk about you know some college players coming up and everything else. So uh, uh, be out, be on the tune, be on the lookout for those episodes. We're gonna try to pump one out every single week.
1: And, and even more so than that, Brand, if, if there's a, a dynasty player, obviously we're going to do the big ones. You know, we're, we're going to hit the Bajan Robinsons, the Jameer Gibbs, Jackson Smith and Jigba, those guys. But if there is a, another guy that you're, you're interested in hearing about that you, you don't hear us covering and you want us to, to break him down on an episode, send a message to the Fantasy Holics. Tell them, hey, I want to hear the Fat Boys break down player X. Uh, and we will get that uh do our research do our due diligence and and put out uh that player on our on our episode so uh uh definitely be doing that if that's something you're interested in
0: yeah absolutely and and guys don't don't hesitate to reach out to us or anything else um uh to to talk about dynasty trades or do we think they're fair offers anything else we love to put our input in that where we stay busy throughout the off season. Um, uh, we, we're in two different dynasty leagues. I'm actually in a, a five-man keeper league um, also. Uh, so that, that's always big there with, with me. Um, but as always, stay hungry. And stay fat, my friends.